Oh, is this recording? Yeah, we are. Oh, shoot. we're getting all this. We getting oh, no, all no, no. that. Take that off. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Father and Father podcast with Father John McKenzie and Jason A. Smith. I thought us two could sit down and actually, yeah, put a podcast together and see see what happens and see who we inspire. Two men being black men being from the city of Detroit and being Catholic in itself. You put those together, that that's going to be rare. We want to just be two brothers talking and see what happens yeah so we jumping into it yeah do i see myself as a mission so tell us where this comes from bro bro that's it the way you just asked that question was like you made it sound really deep actually so (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even think about it like that uh i was asked recently to give a retreat at howard university uh father robert boxy from the archdiocese of dc is chaplain there and they wanted to do um uh you know actually they just got a new um whole campus uh for a campus ministry an office for campus ministry mm-hmm. but anyway he asked me to come down and give a talk on or a retreat a one-day retreat on the eucharist as catholics know we are at least here in the u.s we're doing a whole year toward the eucharistic revival Right. And there's the Eucharistic Congress. So Father Boxy wanted me to come and give a day retreat on, you know, the Eucharistic renewal. Okay, good. So was there a specific age group or? Yeah, they were college age. All of them were pretty much uh, between, yeah, senior through, through. I'm sorry, um, freshman through senior. Okay. Yep. Yep. Cool, cool. It was good, too. It was a great good group. But I really thought, like. I I actually asked. I was like, well, you know, how many people actually know even what the word Eucharist means? You know what I mean? Like, or, or what is the Eucharist? Because a lot of people don't know. Like, that's another thing. Like, we're doing this whole thing this year. But, I mean, honestly, if you go down the street, people are not going to know what the Eucharist no. is. So, it's like, so anyway, but these, this group definitely understood they're a little bit more deeper in their faith. So, I thought, you know what? That's encouraging. Yeah, it Honestly, That's really encouraging. It was. It was, and not only were they deep in they their faith, you could tell they they really love the Lord. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. That's when you can push the boat out deep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. That's and, encouraging. And so what I thought, you know, I mean, it was just um, there wasn't like hundreds of of you know students or whatever. There, I forgot how many there were. There weren't. It didn't pass number twenty, maybe about fifteen people, uh, maybe even less. I can't, I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought, you know, maybe the way to take this is not so much, you know, just just on the Eucharist, because what about all those kids on the campus like Howard that have no idea what the Eucharist is? So right. I thought the best way is to do. I see my life as a mission. Mm. Okay, that that's the real gist of this. And we started off by talking about uh, living in an attitude of thanksgiving. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like how much, and that's what the Eucharist means, right? The right. Eucharist is thanksgiving. A Eucharistain means to give thanks or thanksgiving. So how often do we live in an attitude in our daily lives as, as a thanksgiving to God, but also a thanksgiving, a gift to one, one another? You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the first that's the first step, I think, to even understanding 
if I'm living a life of mission, I have to automatically be living a life of thanksgiving, which is hard because we all go through, you know what, right? <laughs> yeah. And and it's always through hands of people that are really close to us. Yep. You're right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so, what makes it harder. <laughs> even harder. You saw me roll my eye. I'm like, it's 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 harder, but that's that's the first step, I believe, in, or at least from the retreat that's the, that was the first step it is are you sure we're gonna be able to get through all this <laughs> so we start I, here yeah this, man at this this might be a whole this might be several <laughs> this might be three episodes in itself okay do you live your life like in thanksgiving man the first thing that i thought about was was um when me and the kids pray every night yeah we, one of the first things that we say at least when we when we get into the because we because we read the scriptures every night okay I should before you not to cut you off, but anyway, even if we do have to make three episodes out of this, we can make it in parts, right? Okay, mission bet. part, yeah. Thanksgiving mission, yeah. You know. Okay, um, we 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 give some we give thanks to something, yeah. And okay. it's it's usually typical, but I found that the kids will wind up, you know, giving thanks to something that happened that day. Yeah. So I'm trying to make that a practice. But when you really think about it, it's like, man, we should be thankful for every breath that we take. Every man. breath I take. <laughs> every chair we sit in that has a leg. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you really break down everything that we think about. Yeah. The way that God has has uh, supported us to where we are today as an individual. Like, if you really think about that, just to. To give thanks to him is like you would be the rest of your night. Honestly. Like really appreciating what you have, what other people don't have. Yep. And the thing and also the things that you don't have that you probably don't even need. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would probably be off doing some stuff you don't have no business doing. Exactly. So when I think it that's the first thing I think about when Thanksgiving. Because, you know, like when Jesus came. He was trying to explain who he was and what his mission was a lot of times without saying it. Yo, for sure. So, for sure. so while he was doing all of that, it was difficult for the apostles, all the disciples to really understand all of that. Right. Right. But it started to trickle in and you could, and he, of course, he could understand it, that, that, that they were getting it. But he was like, well, how long will I be with you? Right. Right. Like. Like, if y'all not going to get this, I'm going to be gone soon. Yeah. And y'all don't appreciate what I've given y'all. Right. And that's that, that to me is what I think about in terms of Thanksgiving, because you have to appreciate so much that's happening in this world that God is doing. Yeah, you do. You know, I, I would say this, you know, and I didn't, I, with this, with, with, at Howard, you know, we, we got to actually had some really, really deep conversations in this retreat. It was just a one day retreat we had a mass and then we had you know a couple talks and we had some really really deep discussions deep dive discussions on the on on the topic of thanksgiving on the topic of mission and i have to say they really like these 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 students really like enliven me like i'm like okay there's hope for us out there uh but uh i have to just reflect on this question and i ask them do i live in an attitude of thanksgiving and as I'm as I was listening to you and I'm asking myself this, I would say I don't. <laughs> I don't. 
um, and I need to. I don't because I think what has happened as I've gotten, I think I'm what I'm 42 now, you know, and 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 especially being in full time ministry, I'm a priest. But anybody in full time service to others, right? You could be a a a, a, a doctor, a police officer. Uh, you know, whatever those service industries, right? I mean, mm-hmm. a waiter or waitress is a service industry, right? You get to the point where you get worn down. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're a waitress and you're at your, you know, 10th hour of the day and this guy is asking you to, you know, bring the eggs back because they, they're cold or something like that, you know, and or that's not what he ordered, but that's what he did order, or whatever it is. Man, whoever had eggs after ten hours. All right. <laughs> what time of day? No, is I'm this? talking about. I'm just playing. Yeah, no, no. You're right, though. You're right. You're right. Well, <laughs> well, but but it you get in service industries, you get worn out and tired. And I was in a meeting the other day. We were. I don't need to go into everything we were talking about but it was in our family of parishes and what i picked up was man we're coming in this hot with a lot of baggage you know what i mean like we're coming in with boom we're carrying the big old bags on our backs and we're tired Mm -hmm. and so it's hard to say and i give you thanks you know and and I think we we the system almost is set up to where like when I first got ordained in 2019, you know I had and I'm not even I wasn't like this young whippersnapper priest because I had been a religious for for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I, I kind of knew the way the church works, and I've had the blessing in my life. Thanks be to God. Okay to live in rome and you see that's like the what they say the heart of the church though i think the heart of the church really be more like in jerusalem to be quite honest i think the the yeah anyway that's a whole nother topic but the uh just seeing being in rome and you get to see all the cardinals and the pope and this that and the other and and right so just being able to and being with some of these folks so I had already saw a lot of that by the time I got here, by the time I got ordained, and I seen the messiness side of the church too in many different instances. So, <laughs> so, so by the time I got ordained, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is the great hope, you know, everything is going to be good from here on out. But I have to say, like, year four going into my going into the, crisis priesthood i should say because it's not my priesthood i don't know it's like it's 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 harder and harder to live in an attitude of thanksgiving Mm. okay because you got people that are factioned in the church right people that complain yeah like i honestly think there are some people out there this must be their vocation is like to just complain yeah you know what i mean so and then i and then what happens to me is i get a hardened heart or i get a you know uh what they say sarcastic or whatever or just like ah whatever you know what i mean 
So, so the question, do I live in an attitude of Thanksgiving? I would say, yeah, I don't. Um, but I need to. Okay. What about you? Well, <laughs> I, man, it, it's, it, if I said yes, that I do, I probably wouldn't have to go to confession. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's a, confessional is a revolving door. Yeah. At least it is for me. I don't know about everybody else. I'm pretty sure yeah. there's some people out there. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> hey, join the club. Yeah. Join the club. Because, <clears throat> like you said, that sarcasm, that heart and heart, I, I felt that when you said that. Like, mm. because I will come out of the confessional and fuss with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, li- I'm not lying. Yeah. And I mean... And, and I've done that. And I've, I've almost literally gone right back in the And when I say literally, I'm talking about one aisle of pews. I'm in the second aisle of pews and telling the kids, quit playing with the kneeler. Right, right, <laughs> and right. it's like, man, I ain't done my penance yet. <laughs> so, right. But, and, you know, thanks be to God, I, I, con- I continue to go back. And yeah. I'm pretty sure my confessor, Father Jim Lowe, is probably like, hey, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. Um, I think that that when you really look at it, it's like we're called to live a life of thanksgiving. Yeah, just sure. like just like we're called to be saints. Right. So to not do it, it means I think that the Lord just isn't done with us. Right. And also, too, I would say there's there's something blocking in our our own free will will to make that choice uh to not do it like so you know we have to as christians we have to look at the example of our lord jesus christ blessed be god and now i'm about to go a deep dive theology real quick but i'm gonna make it real quick it's gonna go up (laughs) and we're gonna go back down you good at that all right so jesus got a helicopter you have an airplane right we're about to blast off one two three okay jesus is the incarnate word of god okay he is both 100 percent god and 100 percent man okay 100 percent human 100 percent god 100 percent divine 100 percent human we call that the hypostatic union the two natures of the incarnate word the son of god okay this is his richness and he decided to make himself like unto us on this earth and he walked with us and he then in addition to that he didn't he didn't come as like a king or a prince you know, he didn't come on a throne. Right. You know, there was even a time in the Gospels where Jesus didn't have, he said the Son of Man doesn't even have a place to sleep. He spent most of his time, it looks like from the Gospels, he spent most of his time eating with prostitutes, sinners, tax collectors, basically the people that the 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 big society or the or the you know the other the the richer society, if you want to say, decided not to mess with. Right. And and yet, and then, like, he was good. So he would do these miracles. He would bring people back to life. He would, you know, exercise people, you know, the, casting out demons, preaching. 
And then they crucified him. They beat him up, crucified Mm -hmm. him. He got betrayed by one of his close collaborators, you know, Judas. And yet, on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. You know, which is an act of giving thanks. So, that's the example Mm. that we have to go by. So even when I look at, okay, you got X person complaining, you got four factions in the church. Okay, Father John, you still have to live in an attitude of thanksgiving because if Jesus did it, for crying out loud, who didn't have to do it, but he did it anyway, then I got to do it. Yeah. you know, And I have to take that, whatever is blocking me, to then do that. Uh, when to go into yeah yeah go ahead go ahead I, is that too I, deep as a, no it's not it's not because okay. it was a lot of, but I did have a lot of thoughts one that just came to mind was yeah. that Jesus could have came down off the cross went and got everybody and said why y'all not here at the cross with me honestly he could have yeah yeah like why y'all not here right right um because we don't because you know I think we don't want to suffer right you know we don't we we it's hard suffering is hard. But yeah, yeah, and then I remember because uh, I remember you said that Jesus didn't have a place to sleep. Like first thing I thought of was the only time I remember him sleeping was in the boat when the storm was going on. Yeah, and then and I remember in the episode I can't remember one of these episodes of the Chosen, Jesus was doing all of this healing and he was just t- tired, tired. Yeah, like he you could tell he was wore out, and I was right. like. I'm like, I don't know how I really look, but that put something into perspective, like yeah. what he was actually doing. And right. then, of course, there was times where he would go off and pray. He would get away from everybody. Man, like when you really think about that and you put that in perspective. Yeah. We got to remember that 100 percent human being. Yeah. We're that. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. We're on that part. We're on yeah, that side. Yeah. So right. like. So like whatever God was doing with Jesus, yeah, with all it in all of this, man, He did it for us, and we like you said, we're supposed to take up our cross, yeah, and virtually do the same thing, right? It's not literally do the same thing, right? But laying down our life is what we're supposed to do, and that's what's hard. That's the hard part of living the life of Thanksgiving. Yeah, because you get because it's just like. Man, I, I, I've laid down my life on a number of occasions, and people are just like, okay, let's just... <laughs> well, like you let, said. No, look, look. I've laid down my life, and they step right over you. Like, yeah. okay, I'm trying to get over here. Excuse me. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't you see me? Right. <laughs> uh, but that's where that's where I think the attitude needs to still even be even more deeply connected with Jesus' thanksgiving and that ultimate sacrifice on the cross of saying... Even when I lay myself down, you step over me, I'm still saying, I forgive you. I love you. Yeah. Right? So, but it's hard because we are, like you said, we're that 100% side. Which leads me to the second question about this is, do I allow, when I receive Jesus, like we believe as Catholics that when the priest says those words, this is my body, this is my blood, in the context of the Mass, that they... The bread and wine actually change 
to become the body and blood of Jesus, right? That's what we believe. And let's just say this, because I was talking to some people that aren't Catholic, and I always remind people, like, it's not like Catholics just, like, came to America, you know, 200 years ago, and they started this thing called the Catholic Church, right? <laughs> right. Like, this is, th- like, our church is so deeply embedded into the ancient world, the Semitic ancient world of the Middle East, right? Right. Uh, that's where our faith comes from, Jerusalem. It comes directly from the Lord Jesus and those apostles. And we have the history that shows where these men went, and women, the disciples as well, where they went and preached the gospel in the early church. Right. We have it, that, that's recorded, okay? But let's be, let's be very, very clear. In the early church, in the earliest of times, it was clear that what the priest or the bishop did at the altar made Jesus become present. Right. And he said it himself, right? John chapter 6, when those two disciples also in Luke were going to Emmaus and he broke the bread. It was the breaking of the bread, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody understood, okay, when the priest breaks the bread, there's something that changes here, right? And becomes the body and blood of Jesus. But the question is, so so the question is, I should say, do I allow the Eucharistic Lord, the Lord Jesus, when I receive him, to change my life into a thanksgiving? Jason. <laughs> Man. Come on, we get deep here. Yeah, we are. Uh, it, <laughs> we get 22 minutes. Um, so I, I, I got to tell a story that recently happened. I told it on, actually, I did a TikTok about it. Yeah. Um, during Mass, I, you know, I wanted to open up more. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think I've, I've talked about it in, in, a, in a few different settings, even on, on videos and even in, in a, um, I think I spoke at a retreat about it. When, well, I can't remember what the man was asking for. I think he was asking to be, have his daughter healed. Mm. He said. In the, in the, in the Gospels? Yes. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Help my unbelief. I think yes. it's Mark. I can't remember. I think it's uh, the 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 Roman uh, soldier or the centurion. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. Help my unbelief. Yeah. So during this time of the Eucharistic revival, I'm like, Jesus, I know that you're here. Like, you've done, you know, things in my life over this period of time of me understanding the Eucharist. Right. There's got to be more that, that I can understand because you're this omnipotent God. So, like show me more yeah so you know this this was a while ago when when i actually really thought about that because that was at the beginning of the Eucharist revival but recently i was in mass i was like i was like lord like why why all of a sudden are you making yourself so present right after i receive you mm. and it was just like it wasn't like he was doing anything it was just like you it just was felt his presence. It was his presence. And it was wow. so strong that it was like, it wasn't anything he was saying. Yeah. And this went on for like a number of weeks. But okay. it was like. Was this recent? Or this was recent. This, this, was, recent. this okay. was like, so this is like, I want to say like over a number of like, I'm going to say six to eight weeks or so. Gotcha. During this time, I'm not able to get to Saturday morning mass. It was a bunch of stuff that was happening. I'm changing shift and all this other stuff was going on. But. But I just kept feeling it on Sunday mass. It was just like, 
I just started to feel it. And it was just, there was nothing that I could really say. Wow. That's grace. Yeah, yeah. Well, it had to be. Yeah. And that's, that's what I felt. Yeah. So I'm like, but then there was a Saturday morning mass that I went to. Mm-hmm. And it was just something that made me feel like, like, like he was saying, this is what you asked for. Yeah. And I went back to that verse in Mark. Like, I believe, help my unbelief. Right. And then the very next day, it was like, it was, I don't know what type of feeling it was, but it was just like, like, <laughs> it, was almost, it was like jokingly, Jesus mm-hmm. was saying like, okay, now I'm, I'm showing you myself to you. Now, again, take this even further. So it right. was, the feeling wasn't as strong, but, it, but the exposure was just like, it was, it was more human at that point in time. Yeah. So he was just like, it, it, it just felt like I've been exposing myself to you this strongly over this period of time continue in this mm-hmm. of desiring more belief but it was just like it would it, man it just it, i don't i can't even explain all of that because it would only happen right then wow when I, right after i received jesus right after wow right after it, and, and it was like because you know we have time to sit there and they say that what is it the first 15 minutes after receiving jesus is when yeah that's a, kind of what they say yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. It, and that's what of course that's what i think but i'm like psh, i could just sit there for the rest of the day if i wanted to yeah, yeah. you know um i gotta tell you a story too when, when yeah yeah but that was that was it was so strong it was like because Again, when that human element came in toward the end, it was like, I've been doing this for to you for this long. Yeah. You felt it, you knew it, and it was me. Yeah. And it was like you didn't need nothing else. You didn't need to be nowhere right. else or do nothing else. And it was just like, you know, sometimes we can't explain the Eucharist. No, sometimes because it's a it, it's an act of faith. Yeah. Right? It's, you've got it's an to act trust. Of faith. You gotta there, trust it and have faith. Yeah. when I when I was in the mon just a quick story, when I was in the monastery, um, we uh there was a group of uh of, of people having mass downstairs in our crypt and that's where we would have our evening prayer and i was in charge of like i think i was a novice so i was in I, you know that's the first year in the monastery so you're kind of in charge of turning on the lights if there was a group downstairs they were doing mass you get them out you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and there was a, one day we go down it's time for evening prayer and this older man is just slumped over in a pew and it's well in our choir stall, I should say. He's slumped over, and not not slumped over. He's actually kind of thrown back in a way. And uh, I said, "Okay, sir, you know, any in any Italiano, like it, you know, it's time to go. We have evening prayer." And somebody came over from his group, and they were like, "Yeah, he kind of does this every time he receives, you know, Holy Communion." And I was like, "I thought because I'm I'm not." Uh, you know, I'm not really like a charismatic type of person. I'm more, you know, cerebral, you know, just, you know, I'm just not that like, oh, you know, now I'm falling in ecstasy and all that. But I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I just, that's just not my charism. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, you know, yada, yada, yada. Okay, let's see this, right? So I'm like, let me try it. So, you know, por favor, you got to go, right? It's time to go. <laughs> he didn't budge. And I was like, it did seem strange he didn't budge at all. Like, you could tell he was like, it almost seemed like he wasn't present, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like, wasn't present, but definitely didn't look dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, okay. I, was like, I was like, okay, this looked kind of weird to me. 
So then I then they literally had to pick him up, pick him up physically, pick him up, and put him somewhere else so that we could pray the office. And all I remember, I think it might have been his wife. Even they were like, "No, Scusi, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, he this is what he does when he receives the Eucharist." And at that point, I was like, I was like believing. I'm like, "Wow, like this man has deep." faith in the lord in the eucharist yeah you know that that was deep another thing is something that pope benedict would talk about a lot he actually wrote a lot about it called it's a latin phrase memoria the memory you know having memory of the gift you received mm. right and how that memory like He's talking, what he was talking about was about the memory of the crucifixion of Jesus and how that apply, uh, applies in the Mass, right? And so the church has this like long standing memory of what took place at Calvary 2,000 years ago. Anyway, I think that's a way, like for me, the question is do I allow the, the Lord to change my life when I receive him and I'm celebrating Mass for crying out loud? I think. Where I, I would say yes, but also I have lacked in bringing the memory with me throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, that's you the part I, mean? I need to work on too. Yeah, because I feel like when I'm at the altar and I'm and I'm praying, saying the mass, saying these words, like there, I I don't think I've ever celebrated a. There might have been once or twice I've celebrated a mass. And I hope I'm not being like heretical or something. That, that just <laughs> Wait like, for it because yeah, they're coming for you. Yeah, oh yeah, they definitely. Are, you know, they are the but, smoke. But but hey, I'm from Detroit, so I love the smoke. So bring it, bring it. But but there have been times where um, you know, just saying the words, right? There's something on my mind. I mm-hmm. have the intention clearly, but I'm not all there. There have been just a handful of those moments. For the most part. For the most part, God has given me a grace to really like believe deeply what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Oh wow! And and there's like, and I'm always at awe because I'm like, I was definitely not like naturally supposed to be a priest. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just no way. The human you? Yeah. No. No. Right? <laughs> just just absolutely not. But here I am. And there's there's this real intimacy that takes place when I'm at the altar, and I'm really like stop focusing on like what's going on out there, and I, mm-hmm. I'll just really concentrate on you know the altar, and I'm like, this is this is me praying on behalf of the church uh, to God our Father and His Son Jesus with the Holy Spirit, and then He's giving us thanks by offering us jesus back to us yeah and 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 then the role that i play in all that is just mesmerizing so i feel like yes there is a thanksgiving that i do uh but i but i wish i would take that thanksgiving and that memory of what took place at mass and bring that to the rest of my day i try to do it like when I do my examination of conscience, 
But even that, sometimes I'm like off. Like I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't even do it. You know, by the time I think about it, it's already I'm like about to go to bed. So for me, this attitude of Thanksgiving is deeply connected to Jesus in the Eucharist. But what I'm lacking is that second step of continuing it out throughout the day. Yeah, you know, um, and that's something that that I need to really, really start working on because now let me do a judgment, okay? Sorry, I don't like to judge, but let me just judge, okay? Or maybe not even say judge, but like let me just be what I pick up from 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 other people, right? right? What I pick up from from other people, and I'm not saying, you know, because people from my parish are going to hear, he's talking about, I'm not talking about any specific place that I... But many places that I've been, as, okay. as a, whether it be a Catholic priest or just going to Mass, whatever, what I pick up is like, it seems very ritualistic to a lot of people. Like, it's like, go to Mass, receive communion, yada, 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 get out of there. Yeah, that's and, what that, and that's got to change in, in, in all of us. And not to yeah. say that everybody does that. Yeah. But I think it's necessary for us to like, like each Mass should be its own unique grace yeah if we if we really into allow it, it. yeah right. allow it to be yeah right. i agree but and, and then that's where i'm like this gets into a little deep another topic but you know we live in such a especially like the church here in america we're very factioned off like you got the progressive people you got the conservative you got the <laughs> yeah. traditionalists and you have the like the conservatives right and <laughs> um and depending on what church or what diocese you live in, it's going to be more or less heavy on one side, heavy on the other side. So, whatever. I mean, and that's kind of naturally human too. But it just seems like we're we we in the church have become so visceral with each other as well. So I'm like, wait a minute. If if all these like millions of Catholics are going to mass, maybe maybe they're not going to mass. But what's taking place? When we do receive Jesus in the Eucharist and whatever faction you belong to, because let's face it, we all kind of like will generally congregate to, to whatever we naturally are inclined toward. But how is it that we've just allowed ourselves to be so negligent in the action of grace and the action of thanks that we've like pretty much just separated ourselves from one another like i just yeah. i just find that to be like you go on the like you got the vlog you i mean you got the blogs you got the vlogs you got the the different uh social media out there saying one thing to the <laughs> other you got people that like pope francis you got people that don't like catholics that don't like pope francis you got this you got that like people don't like the senate some people like the senate uh, this, that, and the other, Latin mass, no Latin mass, uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, whatever it is, it just seems like uh, 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 praying to the east, not praying to the east, this, that, and the other. Um, and, and, and it's like, what are we doing when we receive Jesus? Like, I feel like we've just forgotten about all that, and we yeah. just, like, live in our factions, and we keep allowing, which is creating even more division. It is. You know? It is. I hear so, it all the time on TikTok, and I didn't think it was it. I never knew it was so bad until. You got on social I, media? I got on. Yeah. And yeah. just, like, started hearing all of these different stories. And then, like, it's it, some people do it 
on their own yeah. because of their own personal desires. And that's usually what's conflicting because when I learned about a lot of the division, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, that means I got a lot to learn about, you know, all of these different people. Right. But I'm, I'm curious to know how people can really settle in when, you know, the church is still on the move. Like the yeah. Holy Spirit is doing so much. Right. So it's like some people feel like as though they have maybe pulled over and parked and then put up a picket sign and say, well, this is what I stand for. Right. right. And it's like, wait a minute, you're missing the flow of the of the church. Yeah. Like and, and that's where I, I, I wonder, like, like what is actually happening to a lot of Catholics after they receive Jesus in the Eucharist? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, like, like. How, how you step out of mass, get on a bus, and go argue with somebody? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So, right. and that go back to what you said about Thanksgiving. It's like you just received Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Lord, the Lord of the universe for crying right. out loud. Yeah. So, like, when you really think about that, it's like we we really doing something wrong. And and I mean, and I don't said this on TikTok quite a bit. Yeah. It's about like if us as Catholics. You know, some of us don't even believe the fullness of the Eucharist. Yeah. If those that do believe have a hard time with the way that Catholics are, non-Catholics are, and everybody else in the world is, and we're supposed to be judged even more crucially. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? No, you're (laughs) absolutely. So I I brought this up. There was a... uh, family that was uh we were doing faith formation last year and um you know they were you know trying to learn a little bit more about you know catholic faith and all that and with my busy schedule you know it's like we get together they were also getting together with deacon but you know they wanted to do some faith formation some discovering on their own and so they would do um they go online and search the various and they were discovering all these like factions and they were like hey father john what do you and i'm not gonna sh- <laughs> say these names because yeah honestly i don't want that type like i, I don't do want, want the smoke, smoke. <laughs> but i don't want the internet smoke because i i just don't got time to comment and this that and the other <laughs> if you want to see me see me in these streets but outside of that i'm not internet you know so the thumb tough that's what yeah, i call them yeah yeah like thumb i'm not a thumb tough i'm from the 80s 90s <laughs> right like, we talk to each other so um but the, he, he, this 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 uh, parishioner mentioned he's like, well, I've I've been listening to what you know, X person. What do you think? Because he's been saying this about you know the Pope, and I'm like, I was like, yeah, man, how do I explain to him? Because he's like, you know, he's like, I thought the church was like, you know, we were united, this that, and the other, and like the Pope, and I was like, dang, how do I explain to him the divisions that exist in the church right now? And you know. The Holy Spirit led me to give him whatever words I had or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, so wait a minute. I wonder what's going on when X person goes to Mass on Sunday, receives Jesus, and then goes and do a recording or a write-up that's just like bashing yeah, whatever. I wonder that too because a lot of the people in the media, in our Catholic media, it's crazy. Like, like they have to work on a regular basis. And a lot of them have access to go to daily mass anyway because of their line of work right so it's like well what are like are you really are we serious here about what we're printing right 
Right. Like, I, I mean, this is the seat of Peter we talking about. Right. You know, when we really start to think about it. So yeah. it's like, it's again, crazy. drawing it all back to the Eucharist, I'm like, I wonder, do people sit and write the articles in adoration or not? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't even think it's possible because, you you know. Yeah. Because could you, could you write what you write? In front of the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. Right. Could you post what you post online, video or whatever, right. in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament? Right. I'm not going to say that I can. Right. But a lot of times I'm probably more quick to hit sin before I think about it. For sure. And I say that because that's the humility that I have. But it, but I'm like, I, I'm not necessarily getting paid for what I do. And, I, right. I, and I've got, I've got, you know, I've got an answer to the Lord. Right. But to have a consistent position of division, it's that's weird. Like it's I, crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. crazy. So you know, I, to wrap it up, we we just hope. You know, I, I'm hoping this this episode becomes a a real inspiration. At least open up that conversation that's in the that's in our church right now. And this is the one reason why I think this whole question art. Is my life a mission? You know, yeah, and, deep. and you got to ask, like, if it is, what mission are you on? Uh, because there's only one mission in the church. Right. That's true. That it's is the, to preach Jesus Christ. That's it. To baptize. Yeah. Right. To being people in the fullness of the faith. That is the one mission. Um, so hopefully this inspires people. I ask people, you know, just... You know, I not I didn't mean to go that deep, but do pray pray, pray <laughs> yeah. for me that that I you know in my own ministry that I become a person of full thanksgiving, yeah. right? That I live my life no matter despite what's happening, despite the complaints and all that, we continue to give you know thanks to God. Likewise, I think I think it's important that that we all pray for one another, mm -hmm. and that we bring ourselves back to that unity that Jesus really wants yeah. because he asked that we be one. He not He's, only he, he commanded it. Yeah, you right. It's imperative. He he right, he commanded it. That's a command. So yeah. so all of these divisions and I, I and I understand that people have opinions on things. But we we got to set that opinion apart from receiving him in the Eucharist because in like I talked about in my story like Nothing else matters. Yeah. When we receive him, like right. our thoughts and opinions about what somebody may be doing right or wrong in right. any element of life, right. whether it be in the church or out of the church, right. like that's when, when it's time for, that's why I, in the Hail Mary. Right. In the hour of our death. Right. That's what matters. That's what matters. That's what matters. So I, like we got to set a lot of that stuff aside. Not that it's not important and it shouldn't be talked about. Right. Because it's definitely got to be come to the forefront. Yes. You know, it's yes, like there's yes. so many subjects that, I mean, you could just, you know, go out the trash and just dump it on the ground and find all right. the stuff that we need to talk about. Right. Exactly. But in terms of Jesus and the Eucharist. Yeah. Like if, if I mean, that's why it's important to go to confession. Yes. Because you got to clean yeah. all that up. Right. Before you receive him. And don't go receive him having to go right back into the confessional. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, yeah. Yeah, man. We This is going to be a whole, you know, this this might be a whole different topic. And, and I know we want to wrap it up. I also think, like, we should just be careful about who we follow uh, on social media. And I would I would do. So St. Ignatius had the rule. 
for the early Jesuits was this thing called indifference, indifferencia. Mm-hmm. And so that is the ability to do something you pretty much naturally don't want to do. So, like, if you are more inclined to be, like, progressive, maybe listen and really listen to somebody that might be more conservative. And if you might be more conservative, do the opposite and listen to somebody more progressive. And, you know, vice versa with traditionalists versus, shoot, I don't even know what, you know, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Just to, li- to to listen to that that opposing argument. Right. And maybe do like, like St. Thomas was really, St. Thomas of Aquinas was, his, it's St. Thomas of Aquinas. I don't know why we say in English St. Thomas Aquinas. That was not his last name. He was from the town of Aquino. He was de Aquino. So anyway, St. Thomas of Aquinas, when he did his arguments, he would always put uh, points from other people and then what the opposite opinion was. Okay. And then he would give his own spiel. Yeah, right? I, need to, I need to look into that. Like, why don't we at least try that? Like, say... You know, I don't let me hear what X uh article has to say before I go bashing, you know, somebody. Let me listen to what this person has to say. Isn't that what Pope Francis is doing right now? With the Senate? Yeah, well, that's a that's I want to talk I want to have a whole episode about the Senate actually because I wrote an article this, that, and the other. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm intellectual. <laughs> you out here. I'm out here. I know what I'm talking about. No, but, uh, you know, black intellect. So anyway, but yeah, it, it, just, just having that ability to be objective with opposing arguments. Yeah. And, and the, the, the underlining thing should always be the mission. Right. What is the mission? And if it ain't about that, what Jesus said in the last chapter of Mark, then stop it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Be done. Like, yeah. just stop it. <laughs> it's no point. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Yeah. Do something else. Right. But, you know, who am I? Who are we, right? Yeah. No, you somebody, though. You somebody. So. Man. But, you, that, but, one, you looking for the smoke. I can tell. <laughs> the smoke. <laughs> and, then, and then... People got to put some respect on Father John McKenzie's no, name. No, <laughs> man, no, no, it ain't about that. But it is about I just I just like again when when I'm reaching out to people and we're and 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 trying to bring people to the faith and they go online, they they get like inundated by by the factions yeah, in the church. That's why I'm very I'm very adamant about like and, and it, like it, like get get into a church, get into a parish. Get in front of a priest or or somebody in a religious yeah. life that can get can properly guide you, right? And not be led by the what do they call it the propaganda right. that's on the internet, right? Because like you can catch somebody at a at a at a bad point in time, and that changes them forever. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they may uh, it may be a holy person that says something and you don't know the context of what they're talking about, and that's not necessary because you can't people can't meet you where they are, right? When you're listening to them, right? It, the Lord can work in a lot of ways, and I and I believe that, I'm, and I'm pretty sure there's probably somebody in the world that has come to the church just by seeing something online. That's how God works. Yeah, but that's not the blueprint, right? Exactly. It's it's not the blueprint. Exactly. That's not the like get in front of somebody that you know is going to give you the grace in order to say, hey, 
I don't have all the answers, answers right. but we're gonna we're gonna walk through this right, properly right. to find out what it and is. And I may not agree with it, how you do it exactly, but but there's something objective that says, okay, here's here's the line, right? Here's where we stop. Uh, yeah, man, we're gonna have to do. I, I do what <laughs> I think we should conclude, but I there, we we will run an episode. I think about the Senate because I have a lot of. My own opinions about it that I, 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 I've been, I already wrote about it, but I want to get into the details about it. So, okay. anyway. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So, well, let's wrap this up. Um, tuning into another episode of the Father and Father podcast. Yes. God bless y'all. God bless. Peace. Peace. I thought us two could sit down and actually, yeah, put a podcast together and see see what happens and see who we inspire. Two men being black men, being from the city of Detroit and being Catholic in itself. You put those together, that that's going to be rare. We want to just be two brothers talking and see what happens. You're listening to the Father and Father podcast with Father John McKenzie and Jason A. Smith. A subtle visions production.